Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Big Game Boomer Show. Hope you're doing well this afternoon. Took a week off last week. We were uh, up in Syracuse uh, having a good time watching the uh, the Orange get blown out by Florida State. It was a good time. Good time for sure. ATL Jimmy, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. This uh, this this week, uh, it, there's not a lot of games coming up. Um, nope. Pretty poor slate. The SEC, tell you what, every single year I get mad about it, but them playing these cupcake games in late November just drives me through the roof. I'm, it, it's ridiculous. LSU yeah. doesn't need to play UAB to get warmed up to play th- a three-win Texas A&M team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama's playing Austin P. Get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it's pathetic. It's weak. They say, oh, well, our conference is so tough. You know, we need a break here now and then. No, you've got better players yeah. than everyone else. Man up, play a nine-game conference schedule, and, uh, you know. The list of games in the happen. SEC, this, the teams playing SEC matchups this week is Austin P, East Tennessee State, UMass, Vandy, New Mexico Vandy, State, Florida. UAB. Van, yeah, Vandy's one of the tougher games. Western Kentucky. That's a, there's five of them. Western Kentucky might beat Auburn. I, yeah, I, I would not. Auburn, uh, Auburn's run that with a four point favorite. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll see. New Mexico State, Mizzou. Uh, I don't know. Hey, but before we get started, make sure you are playing your daily fantasy football games on Prize Picks. It's my favorite daily fantasy site. You can play. You just pick players, pick bet over-unders, whether or not they're going to get a certain amount of yards or whatnot. Um, it's easy to win. Use promo code BGB, and they will match up to $100 of your initial deposit. So you you deposit $100, Price Picks gives you $100. You've got $200 to play with. And let me tell you, it's it, you can win pretty easily on here. It, they're, they're fair lines, and uh, it's a lot of good fun stuff. So make sure you go check them out. Promo code BGB. All right. So, you know, we usually do like 10 or 15 games that we pick, but I mean, this week I've just got, you know, eight because it's just the, the <laughs> slate is terrible. And, and I will say there's never a bad weekend of college football because I enjoy college football and there's so many, there's just so few Saturdays. But like, and, and I'll watch these games, but like yeah. the average college football fan will not be tuned into a lot of this stuff. Um, so, but it, you know, it's the week before Thanksgiving. You, you always, it, I mean, it's just kind of tradition now. So let's, uh, l- let's start uh, in the Big Ten country. Um, this was supposed to be a pretty big game here a couple weeks ago uh, until Illinois lost two in a row. So we've got Illinois going on the road to the big house to play Michigan. Um, Michigan is an 18 point favorite. Like I said, Illinois has lost two in a row to Michigan state and to Purdue last week. Um, I do not see Illinois having any chance in this game, uh, going up to Michigan. It's an 11 AM kick. Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I think it's going to be one of those games or some people a look ahead game with the big Ohio state matchup coming in two weeks. But I think that you got Illinois losing back-to-back games, kind of on the decline. Michigan, I think it's a game Michigan comes in, handles business, and is done by third quarter because they're getting ready for Ohio State next week. I think Michigan wins and covers. Yeah, 18 points. I mean, because we've looked at – I mean, they manhandled Penn State. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they've had success against great team uh, teams with defenses that are great against the run. I mean, look what they did against Iowa. And like I said, Penn State. Um, I mean, the Michigan and Illinois have the two best rushing defenses in college football. Uh, mm-hmm. They're one and two, respectively. So I, I think that Michigan shuts down Chase Brown, Tommy DeVito, and Isaiah Williams will not be able to not be able to move the ball. And, and I just see Michigan just kind of doing what they do and just pounding everybody into uh, into a victory. So, yep, Michigan, no surprise there, probably cover. All right, um, moving to Big Twelve country. This is a team that that man, their fan base just cannot stand me because it seems like I. <laughs> Pick against them every week. We got TCU, number four TCU, going on the road to Baylor. Now, if you remember this game last year, it was played at TCU, and TCU kind of played spoiler for for uh, for Baylor. They won thirty to twenty eight in Fort Worth. Um, Gary Bohannon played terrible in that game, um, but uh, this year, you know, with games in Waco, uh, TCU is a two and a half point favorite. That's a Pretty narrow line uh, after seeing Baylor just kind of not even showing up against K-State last week. Um, you know, to me, TCU last week against Texas proved that they can win, you know, a, you know, a sluggish physical game against Texas that, you know, not having to be that high up-tempo offense that we've seen all offseason. Um, you, you know, Baylor, you know, an interesting stat line that I saw is that TCU – has only beat or has beaten Baylor six of the last seven times. That's kind hmm, of a surprise. That is crazy. Yeah, because Baylor has had some good football teams. Yeah. Between now and then. I think this comes down to Kendra Miller versus Baylor's defense. Uh Kendra Miller has had a hundred yards and five games in a row. Um I, I think him setting up setting up the run game, getting Tay Barber and Quentin Johnston uh on the outside. I just I, I think that uh, TCU rolls in this one. I, I just the line's weird. I'm just not I'm not big on Blake Shapin. I, I don't think mm-hmm. that, uh, that he's he's up to standard to uh, compete in the Big Twelve. And uh, I just you know this will be a good win for TCU. It'll probably be close. It'll probably be close because TCU really doesn't blow anybody out except for OU. But uh, we'll see. Who you got? Yeah, I, I mean I, I just think this TCU team's shown so many ways they can win. I mean they've won close games that are low scoring. They've won games that they're down early. They've won games and blowouts. They've, they just win football games. And I, I mean, I just don't know how you can continue to pick against them at this point. I think two and a half, it does worry me a little bit. It's kind of like, what does Vegas know? I mean, Baylor looked horrible last week. And I mean, so, and they're they're, If you look at the team stats, they're very similar. They allow about the same amount of yards passing, allow about the same yards rushing. I just think TCU is just is a better football team from head to toe. And I, th- I think they win this game probably yeah. pretty easily, but Vegas is smarter than me. So I wouldn't, be- it's an 11 AM game. So, yeah. I mean, the, the crowd should not be that big of a factor. Um, you know, I think Baylor, if they're going to win, they're going to have to run rush for over like 200 yards a game with, mm-hmm. with Richard Reese and, and the rest of their running back committee. Um, but yeah, I see TCU winning this and golly, if they win, They'll be, I don't know who they play next week, but I mean, that would just be a crazy run. It's funny. Sonny Dykes blocked me on Twitter, I guess, because I picked <laughs> him to finish last uh, in the conference. That was one of my many whiffs uh, of this uh, of this season. T- definitely didn't see TCU uh, being yeah, undefeated geez. like this, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Horn Frogs. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're, they're, they're a feisty fan base right now. 
That's the thing about right. weeks like this. There's gonna be there's gonna be some games like that that are just crazy games that TCU. Will, I mean, this th- these are usually types of weeks that it just completely goes haywire. If Baylor wins, then the Big Twelve is out of the college football playoff race. I think. Right. Um, it, the only way that they're getting in is if TCU runs the table and goes undefeated, just because the playoff committee does not respect the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve maybe top to bottom is the most competitive because the tenth team in the conference can probably beat the the number one team. Um, so there's a lot of parity, which is good. It's a fun conference to watch. I mean, shoot, me and you watch that OU game in Syracuse, and I just about punched a hole in the wall because, I mean, uh, West Virginia beat OU for the first time ever uh, <laughs> in the Big 12. So, all right, staying in the Big 12 country, this is a game. This is one of my annual favorite games. We've got the Texas Longhorns going on the road to Lawrence, Kansas, the booth to play the – uh, to play the Kansas Jayhawks, the six and four bowl eligible Kansas Jayhawks. Now, last year was one of the best games of the year. Kansas won 57 to 56 in Austin. Hello, Jalen Daniels. Um, great story. You know, K- Kansas, Bo- Texas, both coming off losses. Um, Texas obviously lost to TCU. Texas, uh, Kansas lost to Texas Tech 43 28 a game where they were kind of dominated. You know, K- Kansas has beaten Texas two out of the last five meetings. How pathetic is that for a you know, <laughs> blue butt blood? Um, you know, but I I, I, I want to pick Texas here. Or I, I want to pick Kansas because I just, I don't like Texas. That's obvious. I just, I, I think that without Jalen Daniels, they're just not as special of a team. Um, Jason Bean, he's a good thrower. He make, can make good plays, but he, he's not Jalen Daniels. I and mean, when you don't have Jalen Daniels and you have Devin Neal with him, I mean, that's just, that was such a good duo. And they play a lot of zone coverage, um, try to limit deep plays. So they'll, I think they'll get eaten up underneath. Um, I also think Bijan Robinson will have a, uh, a, a big day. Uh, I think Texas, or excuse me, Kansas is one of the, is like seventh or eighth. Uh, rushing defense in the Big 12. So, you know, I I, I think Texas wins here, but I, I'm going to pick Texas, but I'm not happy about it. Um, I'd like to see Kansas win, but I'm going with Texas. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm going with Texas too. I just don't think Kansas, especially without Daniels, has the horses to win. Beans look good, but he's looked like a good Kansas quarterback. He's not going to do anything special and be able to kind of make it for the talent gap, even with Texas – the amount of, I mean, you can't even call it a down year now. They're just in a down decade. And they, even with them down, you can't, there's still that talent gap. So I think Texas rolls. Yeah. T- Texas does have the second best rushing defense in the Big 12. So right. it'll be very tough for Devin Neal to, to get going. Um, and B. John and- Robinson will be the best player on the football field, probably by a wide margin. I mean, just, and it's tough to bet against that. Yeah. So um, I, I'm going, I'm going horns, hook them horns, but still going yep. horns, horns down um, always in the big game boomer household. All right. Next game going to the, going up North to big 10 country. We've got the Iowa Hawkeyes going on the road to play Minnesota um, seven and three Minnesota, two and a half point favorite in this game. Um, Iowa won last year, 27 to 22. Both teams are coming off a win. Uh, Iowa beat Wisconsin 24 to 10. Minnesota beat Northwestern 31 to 3. Interesting stat line here. PJ Fleck has never beaten Iowa. 
that that that's uh, that that's interesting. So this is one of those games. I was going to go to this game, um, but just too much travel going on right now. Um, there, I mean, Iowa and Minnesota's defenses are are two of the best in the country. I expect this game to be like ten to seven, maybe thirteen to three. Um, I, I mean, Minnesota's allowing thirteen points a game. Iowa is allowing 88 rushing yards a game. I love Mo Ibrahim. I think I, he's one of my favorite running backs. He's going to be a great NFL running back. Um, I don't know if Tanner Morgan is going to play for Minnesota, but I, I just, I like that duo of Mo, Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts. And I think Minnesota's defense is good enough to, sh- I mean, they're good good enough to shut down Spencer Petras. So I'm going Minnesota here. Who, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with Iowa. I think it's going to be a low, nasty game. And it's just, those are game that's just got Iowa written all over it. I think it's going to, I mean, is, is there supposed to snow? It seems like this could be, a is it supposed to game. snow up there? I mean, it's I always it like, like the whole North is getting just drilled with snow right now. So hopefully it does. Cause that'd make it exciting. But, um, no, I just think it's going to be an Iowa type football game, low scoring. And that just sets up so much better for Iowa. Let me see what is it's 27 degrees right now in Minneapolis. Occasional snow. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's good. Uh, yeah, no. Saturday, the high is eighteen, low is nine, sunny yeah. degrees. Uh, that's perfect Big Ten weather. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, no. Okay, all right. So I, I, I've got Minnesota. I think PJ Fleck finally gets a win here uh, against. Uh, if, if he has, if he's not going to beat him this year, I don't know when he's ever going to beat him because the Iowa, it, their offense is is terrible and. PJ Flex got to take advantage of it. All right. Um, going into the SEC country, we've got number five, Tennessee, going to South Carolina. Uh, Tennessee, nine and one. South Carolina, six and four. It's a game Tennessee's, of the juniors. Yeah. Tennessee USC is a junior, UT junior. Tennessee's a 21 and a half point favorite. Tennessee beat Mizzou last week, 66 to 24. South Carolina got thumped in Gainesville, 38 to six. Um, I love Shane Beamer. He's everyone knows he's my guy, but I think they're going to get beat pretty bad, pretty, pretty, pretty bad in this game. Um, I don't see how this game is close at all. I think Tennessee covers um, South Carolina just doesn't have the firepower um, on offense. I mean, the running backs, Marshawn Lloyd, Christian Bill Smith are supposed to be back. But but still, I, I mean, they, they just they they will not be able to answer Tennessee. Um, I expect this to get ugly. The student section will probably be empty by halftime. Um, but uh, it's all good. South Carolina just needs to get ready for that Clemson game because I do think they have a good chance to to potentially knock off Clemson uh, in a week. But uh, who are you going with here? You falls? Yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could pick South Carolina because I think they are in a good spot. It'll be that place to be rocking. For a quarter. Tennessee. Yeah, I just, I mean, just with Spencer Rattler, a quarterback, I mean, he still is in the negative touchdown to INT ratio. And that's, I mean, he was, what was it? Was it just last year he was coming into the season as the top three Heisman favorite? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think about. And um, I just don't think if they had a little bit more behind him or a little bit better with him, I think I could maybe see South Carolina somehow pulling this off. But I, I bet, um, UT Jr. goes all the way till the end trying to score and impress that playoff committee. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an ugly day uh, or night night game. That's the night game. Yeah. I think Herb Street's calling that game. 
Um, but you know, South Carolina fans do not get too down on this. Just move on, get ready for Clemson. You <laughs> need to beat Clemson. That that's that that is more important than this game. Um, honestly. So, all right, uh, moving back to my state, Bedlam is this weekend. This is maybe like the least hyped up Bedlam of my entire life, I think. Um, Oklahoma State is seven and three. It feels like their record's worse than that. OU is five and five. Um, and somehow OU is a seven and a half point favorite, which is, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny. OSU won the one, one Bedlam last year, 37 to 33. Um, you know, that, that was the, the Lincoln Riley's last game. Um, so, I mean, both of these teams have been very disappointing this year. Um, Oklahoma state struggled last week against Iowa state, uh, winning 20 to 14. OU lost, uh, just crushing loss to West Virginia, 23 to 20. Um, you know, OU just doesn't have a defense right now. This game, I, I can't remember the last time that Oklahoma state won two games in a row against OU. They've played 116 times and OU's won 90 of them. So with all that being said, I mean, as bad as OU is, Oklahoma State's defense is horrible. They're giving up 452 yards a game on offense. That's 121st in the country. Spencer Sanders is extremely banged up. He's, he'll probably play because he's a tough player. But he's banged up. Now, OU can't stop the run. But Dylan Gabriel, he's decent enough to make plays. And the weather's not supposed to be bad. So Marvin Mims can hopefully catch the football. And uh, I expect Eric Gray to have a big day. I, I, I like my Sooners here. And that there's no bias in that. Um, you saw my analysis. I like OU in this game. I see why they're favored. Um but you never know. This game is most pretty much every year. This game is a one one score game. Who are you going with? This is a tough one. I think I think it is a must win for Oklahoma because if OU doesn't win this week, I they're definitely not winning next week in Lubbock, and that means they're not bowling. So that would be pretty embarrassing for a blue blood like that. But um, I, I I'm going to OSU. I think Oklahoma's. I, I think this is a it's Boom. a it's a pass spread. The only reason it's seven and a half is because people still see Oklahoma and they think they've got a Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield back there. I mean, it's not the OU it's the it's the OU defenses we've seen in the past, but it's just it's not the OU offense to back it up. I, I just don't see I can't pick Oklahoma to win a football game with what I've seen week after week after week with them just throughout the season. Here's the problem is like so many OU fans want to blame Lincoln Riley and him leaving to USC and screwing OU over. And to a certain extent, you, you can make that argument. But the real hit here was all the guys that OU lost on defense. I mean, you mm -hmm. lose Perrion Winfrey, Nick Benito, Brian Asamoah, Isaiah Thomas. I, I mean, all these guys, the, none of those guys went went to uh, USC to play, play uh, you know, for the Trojans, for Lincoln Riley. They're all playing on Sundays now. That is the problem. And, they, you know, OU just doesn't have – Dylan Gabriel, he's a good quarterback, but he makes some bad mistakes. He, he's prone to overthrowing guys. Um, I'm very impressed with OU being able to run the football. Eric Gray has had a phenomenal season. Yeah. But – right Yeah, but – you know, they're five and five. It's the worst I've ever seen 
Um, I was too young in the 90s to remember those years. But I just think with the history of this rivalry and how bad Oklahoma State's defense is, because Oklahoma State's defense is worse than OU's defense, that OU wins this game. Boomer sooner. (laughs) Yeah. So we shall see there. All right. Moving on to uh, Pac-12 country. And these are probably the two best games of the day. Yeah. Um, So going to the Rose Bowl, number seven, uh, USC playing, um, (laughs) playing number 16, UCLA. Hold on one second. Someone in the chat said, Diltak said, I still can't believe you picked Syracuse over Florida State. <laughs> well, uh, Diltak, you know, I was in, in Syracuse. They, I mean, they treated me well. Um, you know, I thought they would come to play a little bit, but, but man, Florida State's physical. Um, I was very impressed with, with, with the uh, Seminoles. So uh, hats off to you guys. And uh, if you're in Syracuse, you need some Syracuse gear, go to Shirt World. That's the place. <laughs> we love Shirt World. Um, so back to the Pac-12 play. Um, so number seven, USC going to play 16, now, uh, UCLA. Now this game lost some juice because, you know, uh, I stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning watching Arizona. Shout out to my guy, Jed Fish, beating UCLA, um, you know, upsetting them. So it takes a little bit of juice out of the game, but there's still a lot on the line because USC really needs to win this game for the sake of the Pac-12. Um they basically have to win out to, to, to be able to get to, to make the college football playoff. I mean, that that's the PAC 12's last hope uh, is USC. So, I mean, this is this USC is a two and a half point favorite. Um, UCLA beat USC 62 33 last year. There's a lot of trash talk kind of DTR. He's kind of running his mouth. Um, He said, they're going to put up 60 on uh, USC this, this week. Um, so this is going to be a good game. I think, I mean, I think this game is going to live up to the hype. I think it's going to be a shootout. I mean, Caleb Williams versus DTR. This is the biggest game between this rivalry that I I can, I can't remember a game between these two schools where this much was on the line. I mean, can you No, this, uh, no, it's not not even close really. Yeah, I mean, I don't think UCLA was very good, even like when Re- Reggie Bush, Matt Leinert. So no. it, it's um, it, it's been a minute. Um, USC has won five of the last seven games. So um, there is something to say there. UCLA has a very bad secondary. Um, so I do think Caleb Williams will have success. Now, what's going to hurt USC is uh, you saw last week, Travis Dye, their their star running back, He he's out. He got injured. He's out for, I think, the rest of the season. Um, and then with, UCL, with UCLA's advantage is that USC is 94th against the run. So Zach Charbonnet, if you stay up late and watch UCLA, that man is a force when he is running the football. I mean, dude almost has 200 yards every game. Him and DTR is an explosive running attack. And then you throw Jake Bobo in at receiver, um, and, and it's a it's a lethal combo. So I'm leaning towards UCLA here. I think that uh, I think that they can get this done in a Rose Bowl that's going to be loud. And uh, I, I think they beat, uh, you know, I think they beat U- USC. I think this comes down to who wins in the trenches, and I think UCLA will win in the trenches. 
See, I, I just I, UCLA. They've they've shown sparks of being maybe legit, maybe maybe being real, and all the hype is real. But I just I just don't think they are, and they just because they've had so much. Just I mean, you can't lose to Arizona like that, like the way they did last week. I mean, maybe it was a look, ahead, look ahead game. It was a look. It was a maybe. look ahead game. I mean, but now also this game's not the game it was going to be. They thought it was going to be for like you said it was for. Now you're saying it's for the Pac-12's life, which it is. I mean, last week it was for the winner of it. It, it in the front driver's seat to go towards the playoff maybe and um usc got has the name they have the college football playoff would buy into their name more i think they see the opportunity they have now of being able to maybe sneak into this playoff and i think they take advantage and handle uh, ucla pretty easily but it won't count as big of a win because it's it's only ucla and it's on they're ranked 16th but they're not an sec ranked 16th because USC, they'll have to, if they win here, they'll have to, I think they play Cal. or no, they played Cal next week. I don't know who, they play Notre Dame next week. So that, that'll yeah. actually be a big game. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have to play the Pac-12 champion, which will probably be Utah or Oregon. Right. And so you, those are three tough games that you got to win to get there. But I would yeah. love to see USC get that four spot in the playoff and have to go down, go to Georgia, go to the Peach Bowl and play Georgia in that first game, you know, yeah. Lincoln Riley, <laughs> if you say man's running from the sec, there you go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we'll see how they fare out, but, but they've had a good season. I like UCLA. I think they look, they, I mean, USC, you say all you want about them. They, they're just the one physical team they played against. They lost, they almost lost to Oregon state. who's pretty physical. So UCLA is a much more physical team. And I think they get it done in the Rose Bowl, but we'll see. Chip Kelly is known for laying eggs like he did last week. <laughs> All right. Um, next big game in the Pac-12. And it's it, it's refreshing to talk about the Pac-12 this late in November. Usually we're talking yeah. SEC and all this. So thank you, SEC, for playing these cupcake games because we get to focus on the Pac-12. Um, let's see. Uh, from the chat real quick, Eli Rogerson says, maybe USC wins this, but I don't think they'll beat ND, Notre Dame. I think UNC and USC are similar, both great offenses, not very physical and poor defense. That's why I think Notre Dame will win. I do agree. Notre Dame is, I mean, you can say what you want about losing to Marshall and Stanford, but but Notre Dame, they've got some good wins. They beat uh, yeah. UNC. I mean, just physically dominated Clemson. They're going to give USC a tough game. Um, it, you know, it's just like I said with Marcus Freeman, it's all about getting his players. When he's got his players ready to play, they always come out and play tough. Um, it's when it's those letdown games. They're not when they're not big games where that he struggled with. So they'll be jacked up for that USC game next week. Notre Dame plays this week. I think Boston College, who upset NC State, but I mean they should beat Boston College in South Bend this weekend. Um, but but we'll see. That's why the games are played. You never know. That's like the Battle of the Catholics uh, in South Bend. <laughs> but uh, all right. So uh, game probably the, I would say this is probably the game of the night, game of the day. Um, we've got uh, number 10, Utah, going on the road to Eugene to play number 12, Oregon. Both teams are eight and two. Um, last year, so... I mean, this. I think this is kind of what why Mario Cristobal ran off to Miami. The U- Utes beat Utah twice last year. Absolutely manhandled them. They beat them thirty-eight to seven. Then beat them thirty-eight to ten in the, like the uh, same game. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a physical domination, and it yeah. sent Mario Cristobal packing his bags to South Beach. 
Um, so Utah's kind of had, had had an easy schedule um, last couple weeks. Um, beat Stanford 42-7, no trouble with them. Washington or Oregon lost it in a thriller to uh, to Washington on uh, on Saturday night. They lost 37 to 34. Bo Nix is a little banged up. We don't know if Bo Nix is going to play or not. Um, th- that that's the big uh, what if here. So that's why I think Utah is favored here. I think Vegas thinks that Bo Nix is probably not going to play in this game. So knowing that, I'm going going to lean towards Utah. I think Oregon's secondary is very vulnerable. Um, they give up 289 yards a game. I, I like uh, Cam Rising. I, I think he's a good quarterback. And you know, regardless of who's playing, I think that uh, Utah's secondary is one of the best in the Pac-12. So if they don't have Bo Nix, it's going to be very tough. It's going to make them one-dimensional. They're going to rely on Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington to run the football. They've got a good offensive line, but I just like the Utes here uh, in this spot. They're not scared of going on the road and uh, and beating the Ducks in Eugene. Who are you going with? I, it definitely would help if Bo Nix does play, but assuming he does I, – I think Oregon's going to win this game, actually. Nah. I think Bo Nix is going to play and Oregon's going to win. I, I, if Bo Nix plays, I really, really like Oregon just because I, I, I mean, I just think Oregon's a better football team and they, they, they can't get that taste out of last year, even though it's a new coaching staff. They still, I mean, that was, those were two huge games and they were over instantly just from Utah dominating. And I think they've got a little bit of revenge and kind of wanting the payback revenge tour. And I think they, they can pull it out at home this year. So you like the ducks. See, yeah. I just think I just think Kyle Whittingham, much more veteran head coach, going up against Dan Lanning. It, I I I think Bo Nix is not playing. I, I, yeah. I really do. I, I, and and if he doesn't play, they're screwed. I right. mean, um, they're they're in trouble. They're not going to beat Utah without Bo Nix because Bo Nix has been electric all season, excluding that Georgia game. So I like I like the Utes here, and if that happens then I think that the Pac-12 championship would be between Utah and probably a rematch between USC. I, I, right. I believe that's Assuming what USC what, wins. Yeah. But if UCLA beats, it beats uh, USC, then, gah, then I think it would be maybe a rematch between USC and U- UCLA. I don't know. I, I need to look at that. And uh, see. Yeah, but I don't there's know. There's a that, lot of tiebreakers because Oregon did beat USC. Um, or excuse me, Oregon did beat UCLA, mm-hmm. and but uh, Utah beat USC. So there's a lot, lot going on there. But um, but yeah. So that's our slate of games. I mean, there, there's we could go by and pick. Uh, you, you know, we could do. Let's see here. Alabama, Austin P. Uh, Mississippi State, Eastern Tennessee State, Texas A&M against UMass. Let's see how loud Kyle Field gets for that one. Vanderbilt, Florida could be interesting. Vanderbilt's coming off an all-time, uh, you know, snapping that ro- that SEC win streak. George- Kentucky at Georgia could be good. Um, I, I don't think so. Auburn, Western Kentucky. Um, I think West Kentucky could win that game. And I think yeah. Auburn fans kind of want them to, to get the Cadillac train out of there. You know, the no one game, that- the, the one game that we, we did not talk about is Ole Miss, Arkansas. That game. Do you think Ole Miss wins that game? 
a lot going on in Ole Miss, kind of coming off. That, that's that's an ugly game. That's that's not a game I would want to be playing right now where all that's going on with Kiffin after demoralizing loss to Bama. I, I might go Arkansas. There's a, there's a lot of issues with Arkansas right now, too, that their fan base is not happy with Sam Pittman. Um, but, you know, to the uh, – I think Ole Miss will win. But do you think Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn? I I mean I I can I, now with all the blue checks on Twitter you have no clue what you're seeing. It's I I I have no clue. I mean it's it's like every day it's legit. It's not legit. It's crazy. He's not. Yeah. I, look, I don't think he's going. I remember at this point last year, LSU fans were just hell bent that Lincoln Riley was going to LSU. I mean I was getting DMs from beat writers at LSU saying, Hey man, what, what do you know about Lincoln Riley? Like blah, blah, blah. And like, there was nothing. And, and you know, the day after Bedlam, he ends up going to USC. I mean, everyone thought he was going to LSU. I was like, I was like, after that, that Bedlam game, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll, it is what it is. Um, he's going to LSU, but you know, no one saw Brian Kelly going to LSU. No one saw, thought, thought that that would happen. So I think that this Lane Kiffin thing is smoke. Something else is going on behind the scenes. I, you know, I don't know. Like, what if, like I, I tweeted earlier, I know he signed a contract, but it's like James Franklin or Jim <laughs> yeah. Harbaugh takes the job or Ryan Day leaves Ohio State to take to take the job. I don't think Ole, I don't think Auburn is much of an upgrade for, from Ole Miss right now. Right. Uh, Kiffin's got it going down there in Oxford. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what plays out, but I hope Kiffin stays. I love him at Ole Miss. He goes to Auburn. It's just a giant. I love the fans, but it's a giant cesspool. Um, (laughs) And you don't really have control of your football program there. And there's too many hands in the pot. Uh, So, you know, we'll see whenever they do make that hire, we will have a special episode and come on here and talk about it. Yeah. they're, They're a fun program to follow. Yeah, because there's always, always drama. They're crazy. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all we got. Um, appreciate y'all for listening, watching, wherever you are. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Give us a review. Five-star review on Spotify or Apple. Um, we appreciate that. We're sorry we missed last week. Me and this guy were having a good time uh, in Syracuse um, celebrating his birthday. So uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, hopefully there's some crazy upsets this weekend because it seems like a pretty dry slate yep. of games. So Usually when it hits. Yep. So we will leave you at that. And uh, y'all have a good weekend. Peace. Peace.